1: This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. Welcome back to the Art of Paid Traffic, everybody. Rick Mulready here. What's going on? Thank you so much for joining me today for episode... Number 91, where yes, we are finally going to get into our Facebook ads Q&A episode. I know I've been talking about it for a few episodes now. And to be completely honest with you, I got the episodes a little bit mixed up when I was recording them. And we are finally going to get to our regularly scheduled Facebook ads Q&A episode here today. But before we get into the questions here, I'm recording this episode on June 8th. today. So today is a Wednesday. And we just wrapped up over this past weekend we just wrapped up the FB Advantage Live event here in San Diego. We did it uh, the past Friday and Saturday, two days jam-packed full of all kinds of content about business building, uh, your Facebook ads, how to improve your Facebook ads. Amy Porterfield, Pat Flynn, James Wedmore, Amber McHugh, and some other Facebook ad, uh, Facebook Advantage students, excuse me, spoke at the event. And it was amazing. And I gotta tell you, we had thirty people come in from all over the world to attend the event. And I gotta tell you, it was one of the most fulfilling and rewarding experiences that have I've had in the business. And it was just, I mean, when people come up to you and say, you know what, what I've learned from you means that, you know, what I've learned from you has allowed me not to be in a cubicle. Or you know what I've learned from you has helped me create a business that allows me to stay home with my kids and create a lifestyle that uh, truly works for me. Uh, so many of those different types of stories over the weekend, you know, and it's truly humbling and uh, super, super grateful for all the feedback that uh, I continue to get from all of you guys and everything. I just wanted to share that story um, just just because it was it was super humbling and and I am grateful for the experience and it was one of the coolest things that we've done and I am already really excited about planning the next live event, which is going to happen later uh, this year here in 2016. So when I have details about that, I will be sure and let you know. All right. Today for the Q&A, we've got a lot of questions around pixels. Not surprisingly, everybody still has a lot of questions around pixels, uh, custom conversions. We're going to talk about how to strategically set up your ads for products that are on a reorder schedule. Meaning like if you buy something today you're probably going to need it again in like six weeks. So, as a as a business, how do we set up our ads strategically so we're regularly showing ads on sort of like a reorder schedule to our customers? We're going to talk about website clicks versus website conversions. Uh, why is Facebook disapproving my ads, and a whole lot more? But before we jump into it, I want to remind you about making sure that you're checking Facebook's ads policies on a regular basis. You know, if you're if you're just checking ads policies maybe once every few months that's not enough and for, as an example here i just noticed about a week or so ago that they've added a new policy that's really a big one and it's under the prohibited content section and it reads content leading to external landing pages that provide an unexpected or disruptive experience is prohibited so that's not really anything new i mean that's something like you can't send somebody to a landing page that has a pop up or just a just a bad user Experience. It goes on to read. This includes misleading ad positioning, such as overly sensationalized headlines, and leading people to landing pages that contain minimal original content and a majority of unrelated or low-quality ad content. And that's really the part that, for me, that that jumps out. Where where they say uh, and leading people to landing pages that contain minimal original content. So this is essentially saying, and we've kind of known this for a while, but they've now officially added it to the ads policies is that we Facebook is really getting away from allowing people to send people to or allowing us to send people to just a squeeze page, meaning like maybe an image and then an opt-in button. And that's it. They really want some additional content on that landing page that we're sending people to, to almost like legitimize the page. So if you've got um, information about you and your business, maybe you've got some testimonials so the more information that we can uh, add to our landing pages that's what Facebook really wants us to do that doesn't mean that we can't send to you know a registration page or an opt-in page they're not saying that they're just wanting you know some additional content on there so that it is a better user experience for the people who are clicking on your ad again we've kind of known about this for a while and uh, you know but they've just officially added this to the um, to the Ads Policies page under the Prohibited Content section. Section. So make sure that you are reviewing the Ads Policies every couple of weeks to stay on top of things. You know, if you're reviewing it once every few months, like I mentioned, that's not enough. You've got to stay on top of Facebook's Ads Policies if you're running ads to make sure that you are um, staying compliant with their policies. The link to check that out, by the way, is Facebook.com forward slash policies forward slash ads. All right, let's jump into the Q&A, shall we? The first one comes from Lee, and Lee says, "I've set up my Facebook, I've set up the Facebook pixel on my thank you page to a free offer, so people who sign up and also uh, a pixel on my other thank you page when people buy my product from my free offer." Okay, so the pixel is on the thank you page of the opt-in and also the thank you page for the sale. Cool. Am I able to track both a lead and a conversion, meaning um, the conversion being the purchase in my reporting at the same time? Or is it that I can only pick one? I'm a little bit confused. Absolutely, Lee. You can track both the lead and the conver- and the purchase. And you can do this a couple different ways. Number one is you can use different standard event tags um, in your Facebook pixel. So you might use the lead standard event um, in your opt-in thank you page, and then the checkout one on the sales page. And then in your reporting, you would just make sure that you select both of those boxes to be able to see those um, in your ads manager. Another way to do it is you could put a custom convert, you can set up a custom conversion to track the opt-in lead. So the custom conversion would be the URL of the opt-in thank you page. And then on the checkout page of the of your sale, you could have a standard event, you could have the checkout, and you could have your the purchase value in that. So then again, in your ads manager reporting, you would go under uh, performance, Customize columns, and then you would select, I think it's under websites, I think it is the section in there, you would select um, the custom conversion where you're tracking that lead. And then also the checkout standard event. And it will tell you what that is, as, far as as well as what the value is. So you can absolutely track both the lead and the sale. And I absolutely, if you were able to do it, if this is you know what your sales funnel, anybody who's listening, if your sales funnel is sort of set up this way, absolutely recommend that you do it this way, tracking both the lead and the sale. Really good question, Lee. All right. Next one is from Robert. And Robert says, I'm utilizing the new Facebook pixel. (laughs) I love you. Lots of pixel questions. I told you. And before totally understanding it, I created a few custom conversions that won't go away and seem to be skewing my results significantly. At a glance, my conversions show more than I expected um, to be seeing. From what I understand, you're supposed to put the Facebook pixel, which is the new one he put in quotes, On every single page. So I did that in the header of my store. Then you put the standard code for whatever it is you want to actually track a conversion for on your thank you or checkout page. I did that again. Um, I did that yet again, it's showing all these different conversion metrics, and I don't even really know how accurate the quote unquote purchases are. Um, On the ad set level, I've optimized for a conversion set to the purchase. So he's optimizing for the Excuse me for the actual sale. So it appears that it's adding my custom created conversion, regardless of. Sorry, I'm just kind of reading this question out here. If uh, regardless of, even if I want to show in the reports level, this makes it very annoying because because I can't quickly determine how well a campaign is doing. Um, I'm sure you're aware also that you can't delete these stupid custom conversion pixels. Uh, do you have any, any suggestions on how to filter out the crap and just look for what matters, i.e. the actual real purchase conversions? I appreciate it. Robert is fired up about this. And I, I, I don't blame you, Robert. Um, so, so first of all, let's talk about custom conversions. And you can now delete custom conversions. You can also edit them to a point. You currently can't edit the, um, the actual rule that you've set up, but you can edit the name and, and, and so forth. So yes, you can now delete custom conversions. Um, as of right now, you are limited to 20, but I understand that Facebook is looking to, is going to be um, increasing that uh, limit. I heard, heard from somebody actually at my live event over the weekend that they were seeing that they can do 40 right now. So obviously Facebook is starting to test this and as they like to do, kind of roll things out um, on a small scale before they roll it out to... Everybody. So that's the first thing: is you can delete custom conversions. You can also edit them now. And as far as how to track, so Facebook, you're in the in the metrics in the reporting when you go to performance and customized columns. It's not going to combine the custom conversions and the um, the Facebook Pixel standard events. So they're going to be two separate. Thing so I'm not sure, Robert, what you're talking about when you're mentioning that it's combining the two, um, the the two numbers. What I recommend that you do is if you're going to have, if you're going to track sales conversions, yes, have the standard event, have the checkout within the Facebook Ads Pixel on your sales thank you page, and then under um, to track that in your Ads Manager. Under customize under under performance, choose customize columns, and then select the checkout standard event. I think again, it's under websites um, is the is the section within when you're customizing those columns. So you just want to choose that checkout. Um, it'll say you know like Facebook Pixel checkout. Select that box so that you're able to see that in your um, in your Ads Manager columns there, and that should solve. Um, that problem. So you can go through and delete those custom conversions, and you can absolutely separate out um, the standard events there. So good question, Robert. Sorry for everybody kind of reading through that longer uh, that longer question, but that's a really good question and a, and a very common one that um, that I see. All right, the next question comes from Spencer, and Spencer says, "I started a subscription box for my company, Badger Box, and I've been running Facebook ads. One ad set is running them purely for website clicks." And I'm getting $0.29 cost per click. And my other one I just started running was based on conversions. Both ad sets are just running straight to my website. And I don't have a landing page set up. Well, obviously, if I was making sales, I wouldn't be here typing this right now. When is it okay to run ads straight to your website? And when is it not? My price point is very reasonable, but I'm just not converting any tips. So the first thing that as I read this question, I just want to clarify where... Spencer says, both ad sets are just running straight to my um, website. That's actually going to be two different campaigns because the objective, um, as Spencer mentioned, one is website clicks and one is um, conversions, website conversions. That's, that means you're going to have two different campaigns, not two different ad sets. Okay. So just to kind of clarify that. Um, so first of all, when you run website clicks to your website, you're telling Facebook, all I want really is for me is to show my ad to as many people within my target audience who are most likely to click on my website, not necessarily to take action um, on wherever that landing page is. Now, when you do conversions, you're telling Facebook, show my ad to as many people who are most likely to convert on where I, wherever I'm sending people. Well, if you're sending people to your website... And it's not to a specific, you know, like a sales page, for example, for the subscription box, then people don't really know what to do when they get there. Now, I haven't seen the site. So I'm assuming that it's just kind of like when you land on the website, there's a lot of information there and a lot going on. It might be very confusing to people. So in the ad, if you are advertising, you know, the subscription box, but yet when they get to the site, it's not. There's not really clear on how to purchase the subscription box. That might be. You know that that might be a big reason why you're not um, converting. So you know the question of when is it okay to run ads straight to your website and when is it not? I generally, for the most part, recommend that you always. <laughs> I generally. For the most part and always that doesn't make sense (laughs) i almost always recommend that you send people to a specific landing page whether it's a you know an opt-in page or a blog post or a piece of content or a sales page or product page directly to the page that aligns with whatever you're marketing in your ad itself okay you always want that consistency between what you're advertising in the in your ad and then also on the landing page that they're going to be going to. So, in this case here, um, you know, I would recommend having a landing page or at least a page within your website that is specifically for the subscription box. Okay. Unless on the home page, you do have a bunch of helpful information. Maybe it's a, you know, some videos about what the subscription box is all about. And then it's a very easy lead into how they. Can purchase this. You know, a perfect example of how this did work, where somebody ran their ads directly to their uh, the homepage of their website was Becky Malden back on episode uh, number eighty. We talked about how she how she sort of you know bucked their traditional um, strategy of sending your of your ads to a specific landing page, like I just mentioned, where she sent traffic to her homepage. But it included videos, helpful videos, and that led them into a um, into a into a webinar. So it was she was leading with content, but it was set up so that it was very easy for people to consume the content and then right into her direct call to action. So Spencer, if you're able to do that, then I would say okay. But I'd love to. I'd rather see you. I'd rather see you uh, send your Facebook ad, whatever you're marketing on your Facebook ad, directly to um, a, a, uh, a landing page that's consistent with that, uh, with that mark, with that uh, ad. Okay. So I'm not a big fan of sending. Basically what I'm saying is not a big fan of sending you, sending your ad to the website versus a specific page. Uh, okay. So next question is comes from Trudy and she says, I have a question regarding Facebook disapproving ads. I have two ad sets under the same campaign. One's for mobile, one's for desktop with an ad inside of each ad set. And basically the only difference between the two ads is where they're being served, meaning mobile versus desktop. Facebook initially approved both of them and then they disapproved both of them. And now they've approved one of them again, which is the mobile one, but not the desktop version. What I'm marketing here is a box set of three books. And I've included the cover of the three books in a moving carousel of four images, one per page with the cover of the whole box set on one of them and a small quote from the reviews. I think that what might be happening is they're counting the text on the cover of the books as part of the 20% text rule because there's definitely not 20% text on there. But I'm afraid to appeal the one that they've left as disapproved in case they look back at both of them and then disapprove the one that they did approve. Any suggestions on this? Well. First of all, Trudy, this is a very common thing. So that meaning like when you, um, when you start your Facebook ads, a lot of times they will get approved um, right away because it's an algorithmic, um, you know, it's, it's uh, the Facebook system is approving it. But then there is a human element to it and they will go back as you, as you found here, they will go back and review other, you know, ads, even though they might be approved and sometimes, like you experience there, they will disapprove them. And so, you know, as far as like not not having seen the ads here, yeah, that could be an issue or that could be what's happening here. Um, as far as the text on there, it doesn't make sense that if the, it's the exact same thing, but one is mobile, one is desktop, it really doesn't make sense why they would be approving one and not the other. So I know that you're afraid to appeal <laughs> Because that you're thinking that they might disapprove the one that did get approved, but I actually would encourage you to reach out um, to Facebook on this, and you can use their live online chat, which is um, you know it's one reason why this is set up so that you can talk to them about um, why your ads might be disapproved. And the link for that is facebook.com forward slash business forward slash resources. And uh, you know you scroll down about, you know, say, about say about halfway, um, actually, right now, they just redid this page here. I'm looking at it right now. It's about three quarters of the way down the page where it says additional support, ask community, email, and chat. And so when they're available, and I found the, the online chat to be available until about 3 p.m. Pacific time, um, you will see the chat option. And when they're not available, you won't see it. So if you land on this page here and you don't see it it doesn't mean that you're in the wrong page it just means that they're not um available and I've had really good luck with the online um chat I've had people I've had you know people from the Facebook Ads team actually call me because I was stumping them with a question and um they got back to me with some good answers so that's what I do I w- I would recommend that you do Trudy is actually do use the online chat and reach out to them to inquire as to why um, that one's being disapproved and you'll, they'll be able to help you out with that. So, okay. We're getting down to the end here. Bennett, um, it's, he says, I'm currently showing my ad to a saved audience based on fans of, um, Facebook pages that I've decided to target. I want to exclude those that clicked on my opt-in page from future showings of the ad. I see how to exclude opt-in page visitors from a custom audience, but not from a, um, not from a saved audience would appreciate any suggestions thank you so yeah Bennett this is actually um, pretty straightforward so you're you're targeting your page you're targeting your um, your saved audience that you've created awesome you have your uh, your pixel on the opt-in page and you want to have the pixel obviously on the thank you page as well and whether it is a custom um, conversion that you've set up to track the opt-ins or you have a standard event on that thank you page, and you ha- and you're tracking it that way. All you have to do is when you're targeting your saved audience, is simply exclude one of those custom audience. However, you're however you're tracking it, whether it's your custom conversion or your um, standard event. So you're building an audience of those people, and all you have to do is you're targeting your saved audience, but then you just exclude. The audience, it's under custom audiences section. You exclude the audience that uh, is your opt-in thank you page from your ad. That way, the ad is going to be shown to your saved audience and be excluding the people who have already opted in to your uh, email list. I love that you're doing that, Bennett, because a lot of people don't think to do that. um, And we always want to be excluding those people because we don't want to be showing our ad to people when we're trying to get people to opt in. You know, there's no need to show the ad to those people again because they've already opted in. And that is a waste of money. Um, okay, two final things here. And these aren't really questions, but, I, you know, there's a lot happening with Facebook Live. We're going to do um, an episode on that in the near future. But if you're not doing Facebook Live, it is awesome. Highly recommend that you do Facebook Live. And, uh, you know, specifically, one reason that you can be doing it is when you have a really good video, when you have a really good Facebook live, they're super easy to turn into a video ad. So highly recommend that, you be, that you're doing Facebook live. And then when you do a good one, you can turn it into uh, an ad. You can put you know ad copy at the top of your video. You can put a call to action box um, right there on your, your video. Obviously, it's going to get more play because it's a video. Uh, I can't, speaks more highly right now about Facebook Live. Huge opportunity. So if you're not already doing Facebook Live, jump on the bandwagon here. Um, It's really, really cool. And then I love how easy it is to uh, turn into an ad, turn into a video ad. And the last piece that I want to kind of talk about, again, this isn't really um, a question I get from people. Well, it is a question I get from people, but it's more of what I'm hearing more and more of. And that is... Um, when people are hiring a Facebook Ads manager, I'm hearing a lot of horror stories. You know about you know the you know we talked last week with Carrie Sweatman who is a Facebook Ads manager and she's doing things the right way. Um, she is one of my students. She's done a really really good job with that. Uh, you know I do get asked to about you know about um, managing Facebook ads for people all the time, pretty much on a daily um, basis, but. If you are hiring a Facebook Ads manager, I would the first thing that I would do is I would encourage you to um, is to get a referral. Okay, so don't go out just to cold to an agency or or somebody that you don't know. Um, First of all, get a referral. And let me actually take a step back. The first thing I really think you should do is learn it yourself. And then, if you want to outsource, go ahead and outsource it. But I always think it's a good idea to learn um to learn facebook ads first, you know, just enough to be um to be dangerous with them and then if you so choose, then outsource to somebody that um that you have been referred to. Okay? I'm hearing so many different horror stories about, you know, oh I spent $2000 with somebody and they got me five conversions. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, so I'm just hearing this a lot more and more. So, number 1, I definitely recommend that you learn Facebook ads enough to make you dangerous. um, First and foremost, and then if you decide that you want to outsource it, go for it. But if you do outsource it, make sure that you are going that you're starting from a um, a solid referral, and then you're interviewing them. You want to get a good feel. You want to hear um, and see um, what the type of um, uh, case studies that they've worked with. You know what what kind of results have they gotten with other clients? How long how long have they been doing it? That sort of thing. Okay, so really, really important here. I'm just hearing too many, um, too many stories about these just wasting a bunch of money with no results, and uh, it just kills me to hear that. So make sure that you are learning for yourself um, enough to make you dangerous, and then outsourcing it, and then sort of following those steps so that um, you can have a great experience when hiring uh, somebody to manage your Facebook ads. All right. If you've got a question that you'd like me to answer on an upcoming Q&A episode here on the podcast, a couple different ways you can do that. Number one, you can just go to the show notes page for today's episode, which is at rickmulready.com forward slash 91, or you can go over to the contact page over on my site, which is at rickmulready.com forward slash contact to email me your question right there. And I'll be sure and answer that on one of the upcoming Q&A episodes here on the podcast. Well, that is all for today's episode, my friends got a lot of great stuff coming your way in the coming episodes. So until then keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business and the new more of what's working and I'll see you in the next episode.